On today's episode of the podcast, you guessed it, I am still pregnant. (laughs) As I get past my due date, I talk a little bit about what it means to be overdue and how I do not in any way feel like I'm past my expiration or like I'm an old carton of milk lost in the fridge or something like that, but how I actually feel very energized and vital and like I have a good amount of time left to go on this pregnancy. This show, I talk about parenting, the psychedelic, absolute, karmic, incredible, life-changing trip that parenting is and how every step of the journey really prepares us for the next. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years, and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy, and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned, and you'll be left feeling silky, soft, and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Ondaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Let's jump in. Here we are. Hello, my friends. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. And still no baby. <laughs> I uh, I know there's lots of you tuning in just to like check, you know, did she have the baby yet? And I so love and appreciate your thoughts and wishes and just even thinking about me. Thank you. Thank you. No, I am. I have not had any babies. <laughs> I am sitting here literally holding my belly. Like when I sit down, I have to wedge my hands beneath my, my belly and I have to kind of hold it up a little bit because even sitting down, it's so heavy. I don't know how big this little dude is. I, I have no idea, but it's just, it's getting, it's getting really heavy carrying him, carrying him around. Um, so yeah, no, uh, no, no baby earth side yet. He's still swimming in the, what I assume to be very blissful waters of my womb. He has not made any signs whatsoever that he wants to make his way out of there. I mean, of course, there's lots of things happening in my body, but I have not had any early contractions or even like gentle, you know, surges or sensations kind of, no, no, not nothing yet. And uh, yeah, he's kicking me really hard in the ribs (laughs) as we speak. I think he's just run out of space to the point of, I almost sense he's a little frustrated in there. So when he's kind of, you know, kicking and moving, it's really intense. It's like very, very strong. And he moves all the time, constantly, (laughs) just kind of wiggling around And when he really pushes out with his knees and with his feet, like I can literally feel his feet and knees, you know, up in my ribs. And then his head, I think, presses down into my pelvis so intensely. It just, it just really hurts. It is like um, I'm walking around with a bowling ball between my legs. I mean, it's really what what it feels like. And it's kind of what it is also, I guess. I mean, isn't he kind of that weight? I don't know. How much does a bowling ball weigh? It looks like a bowling ball, this belly. It's, it cannot get any firmer, tighter, more stretched. Yeah, yeah, it's 
it's intense. Anyone, you know, who's had a baby knows that the last last days and weeks, they are hard. People keep telling me, oh, I know, you know, it just gets harder and harder in the end. And I actually haven't had that experience. I feel really blessed in that I have these highs and lows. Like yesterday was a very hard day and today has been a really easygoing day. So it's not like every day it gets a little heavier, a little harder, a little you know more painful. And that's what I experienced in my first pregnancy for sure. Every week it just was harder and harder. And then every day in the end was just, oh. And I think that's also because I was so impatient and so stressed and felt a lot of pressure. So mentally I was not in a great state at the end of my first pregnancy. And this time around, I feel no stress. <laughs> I mean, literally, I feel no stress, I feel no pressure, I feel no hurry, I'm mentally doing really well, I feel really prepared and ready, and I think that also plays a big factor in just how I'm feeling physically. Obviously, everything connects, right? But so yeah, so technically, I am overdue, (laughs) which I just think is the funniest concept, like it's really... It's like I'm past expiration, you know, like like I'm a carton of milk that's gone sour in the fridge or something, <laughs> you know, like I'm just, I am past date, okay, I've gone bad, <laughs> someone throw me out, <laughs> oh no, I, uh, yeah, I am uh, getting close to 41 weeks-ish, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, everyone around me you know, people keep calling, like, did it happen yet? And I'm like, no, like, no, you'll find out, (laughs) I promise. And I keep feeling like it's not just any day. It's not going to be tonight. No, I don't, I don't feel like that at all. I know labor can start that way. Of course it does for a lot of women. That surprise, like, holy moly, out of the blue. I just really have a feeling I have time to go. Probably when I get past if I get past 42 and a half weeks, I might start getting a little antsy about time because I just have it in my head, like right around the same week of gestation that Leia was in, like he will take the same amount of time. But I don't have a feeling like it's right now. So everyone is just kind of walking on eggshells around me and, you know, they're on their toes on the edge of their seat waiting for the call. And I feel like I'm not even close to giving birth. I don't feel like that at all. I, I don't, I feel like this is, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm in this kind of weird liminal space where I'm like, am I going to give birth at all? Like, is that even going to, is that even going to happen? Is that something we're doing? <laughs> I'm not going to be pregnant forever. <laughs> maybe I'll be that, that one exception of, of a person who just remains pre- <laughs> pregnant <laughs> till the end of time. Oh man, sorry. I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a little bit of like a, yeah, I'm in a giggly, weird, funny mood. No, but honestly, the idea of being overdue, the idea of being out of date, the idea of being past your expiration, you know, I think is, it makes me laugh because I think it's so, so ridiculous. And it's really good to not have any attachment to that this time around. And also Leia and Dennis, like they're very, very, very relaxed about the timing. And mostly the person who keeps asking, it's my dad calls me once a day. And he literally, he'll call, he's like, is there a baby yet? <laughs> and I'm like, nope, no baby yet. Okay. Are you getting, are you getting tired of the question? And I'm like, well, you're the only one who does this every day in the same way. <laughs> So no, you can keep asking. Like, I think it's very sweet that <laughs> you really, really care. But no, I'm not tired of the question, but I feel like everyone else is much more antsy and kind of anticipating that like any moment feeling. And I guess because it's my body, right? I'm the one experiencing this pregnancy. I feel just very relaxed and calm about the timing because I just, I know it's not today. So babies do date, stupid freaking term (laughs) baby's guest date is june 6th which has come and gone and uh you know so much goes into like for for me i haven't had 
that many ultrasounds. I haven't had those examinations all throughout. Um, but I do know the date of my last period. I had the ultrasound where they measure the baby kind of halfway through pregnancy. And, you know, they do their calculations and they kind of say, like, this is 40 weeks. Now, of course, we can be off. Like, our cycles are not always the same. Like, my cycle is often a little bit irregular. But also that, like, magical date, you know, the 40 weeks, like, it doesn't mean anything. It literally is just a moment in time. Most babies are not born on that day at all. So many babies come at 41, at 42, at 43, at 44. Like, okay, increasingly rare to go past 43, I think. But I just, I've heard so many stories from so many women who went past 43, completely relaxed. And also where you just like, don't really, you know, have that, have that expectation of this, this is how long I'll be pregnant by the date. Then it, it starts to matter a little bit less. Like when you feel that sense of trust and when there is not people telling you, I don't know what the what the general why the general idea is that that when we reach forty weeks, all of a sudden our placenta just gives up, like our body just shuts down, like we just <laughs> all of a sudden like our health doesn't function, like we just I, I don't know what is what, what is this this massive fear you know around going past your your due date. I think it's yeah no not going to get into that all of that now. You've heard me talk about this on the pod for a long time, but I really do think that the concept of due dates is the most one of the most harmful practices from the medical industry by far. Because that is the reason, you know, that fear, that pressure that something bad happens once you pass 40 weeks or 41 weeks. That lie, that, you know, falsehood really is what makes so many women feel kind of succumb to the pressure of that medical induction and yeah, get all these interventions that many, many people don't want in the first place. So anyway, word of advice for anyone who's about to get pregnant or if you're in your early pregnancy is to just let go of the idea of a due date and let go of the idea of overdue or past due. It's just, it's just an illusion, right? To keep us, to keep us in that medical system. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I'm faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, um, how am I spending my days <laughs> these days? Yesterday was a hard day. I don't know why. Some days I sleep amazing. I, I, I have this magical number of pillows. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> this is also, I feel so sorry for my husband. So I sleep, I have two pillows under my head. And then I have a pillow on the left and the right of those pillows for my hands, my arms to rest because I need to have symmetry on both sides because I turn every hour or so. I think all night I'm just like turning from left to right, which is the whole process so many times a night because I get 
uncomfortable fast on one side. And then I have this big kind of body pregnancy pillow between my legs, like wedged between my thighs. And then I have one pillow behind my back so I can lean back a little bit, but not too much without rolling all the way over, over to my back. And then I have a pillow under my belly. So that's seven pillows, <laughs> literally. That's seven pillows that I sleep with in this very particular structure. It's like a little, like I'm laying a little like Tetris game or something before I go to bed. And then once I'm down, I'm down. Like nothing, like I will not get up if something happens or Ringo scratches at the door. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I am down. Once I'm lying down and I'm like perfectly positioned, I stay there until I have to pee or until I have to turn and do the thing on the other side. <laughs> So I go from lying on my left side to my right side, and then I go back to my left side. And it's really bizarre because I am waking up every, I think every other hour probably. I pee like twice a night, maybe three times, sometimes more. But some days, some nights, I feel so rested. Like today I woke up and I was even up to last night because Ringo, Ringo had diarrhea. God, you're really getting the great updates from my my personal life right now. I'm so sorry for that visual. But yeah, I don't know what Ringo ate. He must have eaten something, but he was like tapping around. You know, when a little dog is like up walking on a hardwood floor, it's like tap, 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 tap and pacing. And I was really annoyed, but I knew like, oh, he needs to go out. Okay. Dennis had kind of a hard day yesterday, so I didn't want to wake him. And I'm like, I'm probably going to have to pee in 10 minutes anyway. I might as well get up. I get up and I'd like turned a little light on that I have on my bedside and I see he's like, he's taking a ginormous shit. <laughs> and it's so, I mean, there's nothing worse. Okay, there's many worse things, but like waking up to a turd in your bedroom when you're so pregnant, you can't touch your toes. Like I can't bend over for almost anything. And it was right in front of the door and the door opens inward. <laughs> so I was like, and I know not only do I have to like clean this up, obviously, immediately, but I have to let Ringo out and go downstairs with him and like make sure he's okay. And, you know, and, you know, is this going to last all night? Like, what is this kind of thing? And it's on the inside of the door and the door opens inward. And I know like I, <laughs> when I open this door, I'm going to smear this poop <laughs> all over the floor. So I'm like trying really, really, really hard because I could open it like a little, like a normal, a non-pregnant person could have passed and left the turd intact. Okay. I could not, I really could not. So I'm like opening the door and I'm trying to keep it wedged right at the millimeter before I start smearing this shit all over the floor. And I'm trying to squeeze through with my ginormous body and I just like can't do it. And then right at that moment, then it's just like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, uh, there's a poop on the, on the floor. It's like, oh, okay. Do you need help? I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm already up. I got it. I got it. <laughs> like, I mean, and I'm naked, obviously. I sleep completely naked because nothing, nothing fits me. Nothing is comfortable. I'm just naked all day. So you can just imagine this scene of him like opening his eyes, seeing me trying to wedge through and very obviously too narrow of a door opening. <laughs> In the middle of the night, Ringo pacing, shit on the floor. It's just like, oh God. I made it out, made a little bit of a mess. But anyway, I was up with him, I think three times. And still I woke up this morning and I felt so rested. I felt so good. I had so much energy, feeling positive. You know, everything's just like, ah, oh, I can be pregnant for another month. No problem. Like, this is fine. And then the day before, I didn't have a pooping dog or anything weird waking me up. And it was just the worst sleep for some reason. It was just a terrible sleep. I don't know really what makes this, this difference. But I do kind of like the fact that it is swinging from like a high to a low and then back to a high. And the fact that I know that that's how it's going to go. It's going to continue to be this way. It's not going to be worse and worse and worse. It's also not going to be better and better, <laughs> you know, easier and easier. No, but there's something really beautiful about every day and about every stage of this pregnancy. And there's also something really hard, right, about every day and about 
every stage of this pregnancy. And I think if I'm, if I'm out of breath, I am out of breath. I apologize. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> okay. I literally get out of breath just speaking and I want to, I want you to have a good podcast experience today with me, but this is what you're getting. Okay. I, I can't fix my out of breathness. Um, I basically have no lungs. Like where are my lungs right now? They're like up my throat. Okay. I, <laughs> you should hear me walking up the stairs. Like it's, it's, it's hilarious. No. So what was I saying? <laughs> I was saying that I think in, in, in this time, it's so easy to get caught in a downward spiral of complaining. And I definitely go to that place. I definitely have hard days where I complain more and other days where I complain less. I mean, obviously it's so, so, so normal and also so okay. But I really decided I don't want my last weeks of pregnancy to just be one long moan about how everything is so hard. And I decided to just keep a more upbeat upbeat vibe about it all. I'm like, okay, I have a lot of aches and pains and weird cramps and skin pain. And <laughs> there's times where I feel like my stomach is going to rip open. Like that's, it feels like the tissue is going to rip open. I mean, and sometimes it feels like the baby's going to fall out. The pressure on my pelvis is so intense. Like there's evenings where I can't walk, literally cannot walk. I have so much pain. I saw photos of myself in my first pregnancy doing fucking handstands, okay? On my yoga mat, doing all sorts of contortions at the end of pregnancy, walking for miles with the dogs every day. I was so active when I was pregnant with Leia and I had some pubic bone pain, yes, at the very end, but I was still, I mean, this is a whole different experience. Like right now, I am just like, I'm just like, a blob of aches and pains. But <laughs> I've decided to not talk about that, to not have that be the central narrative of every conversation that I have with my loved ones, to not have that be wake up in the morning and go, oh God, it hurts so bad and everything is hard. But to really, really appreciate how special this time is, how beautiful this pregnancy has been, how beautiful life is right now reaching for gratitude is surprisingly so easy every single day. Really, like when I wake up in the morning, I have to take a moment to sit on the edge of the bed to just kind of orient myself a little bit and ground my feet and I wake up my toe. I just like before I take my first steps, <laughs> I take a moment and I look up and I look outside and I see the apple tree outside my window and the spruce trees in the distance and the birch and so many birds and Leia wakes up every day with the biggest smile on her face. I don't know, like, she's just so, she's just so joyful every day. She wakes up and she's ecstatic and she goes to bed and she's ecstatic and she's so happy about life. And Dennis is there, not as happy. <laughs> I mean, Leia is like, it's like she's on some special kind of like vibration in life. She's just anyone who knows her, it's like she's, she's, she exists on a different kind of like plane than the rest of us humans. I don't know. I, I can share a little bit more about that, but she's just very content as a person. Dennis has been carrying a really heavy load lately. Really? Holy shit. Has he stepped up and stepped into so many different kinds of new roles and taken on so much work and you know, not only like he has a lot of new work and stuff that he's doing and working on in the day to day, he's taking care of the whole farm, really tending to the land all on his own, done all the major projects in the garden for me, really without complaining, even though that stuff is not his thing, you know, it's not like a family project that we like took on together. It's really my thing. And he's normally supportive, like we're where he wants to be. But now I've needed him to take on this massive, very like physical labor kind of role to help me, to help me with the garden. And at the same time, he's doing all the stuff at the house. I mean, he's alone in drop-offs and pickups and soccer and play dates and grocery shopping and cooking every dinner and cleaning the kitchen every single day. And 
doing laundry and I mean, all this stuff that we normally do together and all the stuff that I normally do alone that he probably doesn't even see all the time. And then on top of that, I have to ask him for help, you know, all the time. And I can't change that. And he knows that. So it's like every time there's a little need that I would never, he would never know that this was a thing, right? I have to ask, like, I can't reach something or I can't bend over for something or like to feed the dogs or to, yeah, basic stuff. Like I lay down in bed, I realize, fuck, I forgot my glass of water. He has to go downstairs and get it, you know? So I really feel, I really feel like the man could use a vacation, (laughs) but actually what's coming is a newborn, (laughs) And I think part of that is also like he knows that it's not like he's carrying a lot at this time and then it'll be over and we'll get to relax a little more. It's going to be like it's it's like he's running a little bit of a marathon to start another marathon kind of, you know, it's a a different kind of feeling. So I am especially these past days, I feel like he hit a little bit of a wall and I want to just like last night he fell asleep on the couch so early I don't know, eight o'clock, like he put Leia to bed and then we sat down on the couch to like watch a show and he just passed out at eight o'clock. And I just looked at him and I'm like, oh my God. And he's all night on the couch. He's massaging my feet and scratching my back and giving me little, like I need touch all the time. Like I'm so high maintenance. I think I'm high maintenance as a regular human. I am so high maintenance right now. And he's just there, like not complaining. Like sometimes... Yeah, he'll have like a, like he'll crash a little bit and complain about something, but he's like overall just showing up super dad, super husband, super guy, you know, and last night he fell asleep on the couch and I'm just looking at him and I was so struck by this, oh, but like, who is like, who is rubbing his feet, <laughs> you know, like when was the last time I really was able to just direct like a lot of attention on him and just shower him with affection and love. And, you know, I I am very caught up in my own experience right now at this stage of pregnancy, which of course I am. It's really hard to step out of that. But I feel like, oh, like I've been neglecting him. I just want to, I just want (laughs) to, I just want to love on him more. I just, oh, he's such a, he's such a beautiful man. So yeah, and I, and shout out to every partner spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean, even just like people supporting a pregnant woman through any stage. If you are really showing up for that, I mean, that's a really hard and beautiful role to take on. And I know, of course, all the all the light and all the support is, you know, on the pregnant woman because we are going through something literally life-changing and carrying this child for like 10 months in our bodies, and then going through this massive journey of labor and postpartum. I mean, it's like, you can't compare this to anything else. You can't. You can't, of course. But I also think we need to shower our our people with some affection and gratitude too. And I've just really been holding gratitude for for him and for those people in my life lately. Um, So yeah, (laughs) I started saying, I feel this innate sense of gratitude because everything is so beautiful and Leia is so happy and then Dennis is mostly happy. (laughs) But but I do feel like he wakes up some mornings like, oh God, here we go. Let's do it, you know, and still managing to, yeah, just to, to feel really, I don't know, I feel so whole and connected with him. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We were in the kitchen yesterday just hugging end of day and yeah, just kind of like slow dancing, hugging. And then Leia sees us from the other end of the room and she's like, carry me. And she runs to us and we pick her up and then we just stand there, the three of us. We used to do that when she was little. She used to say in um, carry in Swedish is bad, like carry me is bad may. And she used to confuse <laughs> bad carry with carry in English. And she would say, bury me. <laughs> Mama, Papa, bury me, bury me. And she would run to us and we, would, and we wouldn't even correct her because it's so cute. Bury me, bury me. We just, we let her believe that that's how you say carry for a really long time. And we were just kind of, you know, always like stand there, the three of us. And with this belly, all of those physical things, it's just harder. I mean, it is. It's like I, there's more distance physically between me and my husband, when I hug him, there's more distance between me and my daughter when I hug her. There's literally a human between us, right? That takes up a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of space, a lot of emotional, energetic, physical space right there. Like there's a little human already kind of, you know, growing in between us, which is so, it's so interesting to me how that dynamic is already here. And he's not even out yet, you know, but it's already... He's already so present in this family. And I think in a way, I mean, obviously, I've never done this before. I've never had my family grow from three to four. Um, it's my first time stepping into the role of being mother of, of two. But I think in a way, you know, for the mother, that transition is so much easier because we have so much time to get used to it in that big way. Literally, like having that that new being grow inside of us for the better part of a whole year. Whereas for the other people in the family, I think that transition, you know, takes a little longer. You know, it's a little more abstract and kind of this faraway idea of what is this going to be like? Um, at least that's what I, what I imagine. I keep asking Dennis how he, how he feels. He's like, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. You know, it's really hard for him to envision. Like we've always been, well, first for him and I, it was just us, right? It was just the two of us. And it was really hard to wrap our heads around a third person entering our little, you know, our little, little, our little family. And now it's been six years with the three of us. And it's, it feels like it's always been the three of us. And how, like, how is that going to be to all of a sudden we're going to be four? <laughs> I don't know. The one person who, I don't know, I, I feel is, is really integrated in it is Leia. And I wonder, because she asked for a brother for like a year before we became pregnant, and she was so vividly talking about him. And, you know, it was like he was very present for her a long time before, and he wasn't for me and Dennis. A lot of people will say, oh, I had this feeling like the spirit baby was coming. I had a feeling I always knew we would have more. I didn't have that feeling until, you know, just a few months before getting pregnant. I didn't have that, like envisioning myself at the end of my life. And it's the four of us somehow, like having a having a little boy. I don't know. I, didn't, I just didn't. It was a surprise for me and also not at all a surprise, if that makes any sense. But recently now, I'm just, I'm able to really see him, you know, I was, for one of my daily cries, I cry a little bit every day, it's the best. I today <laughs> was sitting on the porch, just meditating and really, you know, connecting with him and talking to him. And all of a sudden, I could see him just, I with a little backpack, I just, not, I can't see exactly the details of his face, but I saw him with his like messy blonde hair, wearing a hat and a little backpack, you know, on his way somewhere. And I just started bawling. <laughs> I could cry right now. 
I mean, I know there's a human being in my womb. I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm well aware. Like, he's literally kicking me right now. (laughs) I know that. But just that transition from, like, he's going to be his own little person. Like, we're going to have a little boy, this family, who I'm going to love as much as I love my little girl. Like, there's going to be a little boy with messy hair wearing a backpack at some point. And then I started thinking, wait, we're going to have, we're going to have, like, a boy that's going to grow into a man? (laughs) what? <laughs> that seems all that, that, that seems just, it seems so big. I don't know. I don't know. And I remember that feeling with Leia, like when she was in my womb, I knew her, you know, I knew her, but, and seeing her now, you know, I couldn't have envisioned that in that detail. It's just, it's such a big, crazy, wild leap. And, you know, all of a sudden she's this She's this, let me tell you what kind of person she is, you know, and this I did not know. Obviously, we don't, we don't know. But last night, so yesterday I had a hard day, mainly my hard day. I think it came from having a bad night's sleep, but I felt really bored. It was my first day of this whole pregnancy that I felt genuinely, completely bored out of my mind. I have no more house projects. I have no more things to fix or nest or do like all of that logistical stuff is is done and I love I love my projects I mean really it's like what keeps me thriving I'm off of my phone I'm off of social media so even if I pick up my phone there's nothing for me there if I'm bored I'm like okay let me pick up my phone there's nothing for me there what am I gonna do (laughs) like there's literally not a single app nothing for me there. So, and I still do that. I, I'll pick up my phone to, to, to do something, realizing, oh, there's nothing to do. I have no emails to answer. I have nothing to figure out. I have no social media to distract me. I have nothing to post. I have nothing to say. I mean, I have lots to say, but I'm not saying it on Instagram. And I put my phone back down. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> And for some reason, yesterday, I think because I, because it was my first day of boredom, and it's everything I've wanted, everything I've longed for, it's like this peace and quiet here on the farm, and beautiful sunny day, and I could spend all day just like lying on the dock, or, um, you know, <laughs> even now I can't even make up things I can do in that day, because I was so bored. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? I call my brother, he's like, what's up, I'm I'm working. I'm like, I'm really bored. He's like, good. <laughs> I'm like, can you come come play with me? Come do something with me. Come hang out. He's like, no, you should stay bored. It's very good to be bored. And yeah, anyway, it was just felt like a hard, boring, blessed, obviously, day. But at the end of the day, I'm like, we need to get out of the I need to get out of the house. Let's go, like, let's go grab a pizza. Let's go eat somewhere. Let's go do something. So we go to this place. It's a really cute place. It's like a, it's an old castle. <laughs> I know that sounds so bizarre to people who are not in Sweden. We have, we have castles just littered around the country. Many of them have been their hotels now or conference places or restaurants. And this one is like a, um, people live there, like on the castle grounds. It's become residential areas, but there's also restaurants and a really nice pizza place and a big soccer field and like activities and they have little stores it's just like a really cute little little castle community (laughs) so anyway we go there to have pizza and the pizza place is right in front of this huge field and there is a school like a whole class of I think 10 or 11 year olds like they're yeah 10 or 11 or something like that with all their families and they're playing baseball Okay, they're not playing baseball, but I don't know how to explain the Swedish concept of brandball <laughs> to anyone. Ludwig, my brother, was trying to explain it to Dennis last night because he had never seen it. He's like, what are all these people doing? Like, this looks bizarre. It looks really bizarre. So, and Ludwig was like, it's kind of like baseball. And then we spent an hour unpacking brandball. It's nothing like baseball. <laughs> okay, the only thing that's similar is that there is a bat, but there's also... Um, like a plank that you can bat with. And apparently there's also like a tennis racket. <laughs> and you don't use a baseball, you use a tennis ball. And then you have bases. 
but the field is filled with people. So you can have infinite amounts of people playing and they can be anywhere and there's no rhyme or reasoning or structure or, or, or of any kind. And it's just, it's just like, I don't know what, is, what this, this sport is. We play it a lot in school. And um, we play it a lot, like in parks and yeah, like for like summer like graduation parties, like when we're kids, just it's just one of those things. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So anyway, they're playing and it's a huge group of people. It's, it's, a, it's tons of people. And we park the car. Leia opens, <laughs> opens the door of the car and she yells at me. Mama, I don't want a pizza. I want a burger. I'm going to go play with all these people. Bye. And she just runs into this crowd of strangers. Like right, she doesn't know a single person. She's never seen them. And realizes there is a game of soccer happening adjacent to this burn ball, baseball thing. And it's like a group of guys, like they're like 11, 12 year old boys, all boys. She just runs into the game, takes the ball and starts running with the ball and just joins the game. And I see these boys like looking at each other, like, what the fuck? She's a six year old girl. Okay? And she just runs into this full on soccer game happening with these like preteen boys. And they just shrugged their shoulders and they're like, okay, I guess she's playing. <laughs> guess she's, guess she's, she's in this game now. And she spent like an hour playing soccer full on, attacking, like taking the ball, running really fast. And just like, it, you know, she's just, there's not a fearful bone in her body. She just assumes she is accepted. She's invited. She's welcomed. There's space for her. You know, like she just has this amazing attitude about life I don't know and we're sitting there at the pizza place just watching her in the way distance <laughs> like and she's wearing a really funny like straw hat and a dress with her sneakers you know she's just so comfortable in her own <laughs> in her own skin and then that game ended and then I see her like shrug her shoulders like okay so let, let me check out what this is and she goes into this like crowd with all with all the bats and the tennis balls and stuff she's never seen it she has no idea what this thing is she goes to a grown-up and I can tell she's asking like, what are you guys doing? How does it work? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Goes to bat, <laughs> picks up the bat, hits the ball, doesn't know what to do <laughs> because you're supposed to hit the ball and then run to whatever base you can get to. She hits the ball and she goes after the ball. <laughs> she <laughs> tries to catch her own ball. <laughs> and then I see some kid like, no, 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 you run that way. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she runs to whatever base and then she stands there. And then just like five minutes later, she's like on a picnic blanket with some family, you know, <laughs> making friends like I, she's just, yeah. And then she came back and she's eating her burger and I'm like, how is it? She's like, it's great. Everything, everyone's so nice. It's super fun. This game though, I don't really know how it works, but it's okay. Like, I don't, like, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to learn this. I can still play it. <laughs> I mean, she's so, okay. I'm just like you know, I feel I can't stop smiling talking about my daughter. But there's something about like her innate, I don't want to just call it confidence, because there's nothing cocky about her. She's not arrogant. She's not cocky. She's not, you know, I'm better than anyone. She's just very secure feeling in her skin. And we were talking about that as we were eating our pizza, watching her play this game with these boys. Um, My brother said, like, it's remarkable, like how 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 relaxed and easygoing and how easy this is for her she's like he's like I remember being a kid this is really hard like coming into a new crowd into a new place making new friends like that's super hard I don't remember that being easy I don't remember that being easy and I told him this story of how the other day she woke up in the morning and she's like mom I want you to do my hair but I want you to do it in the way I want it like I have this like I know what I want I'm like okay Normally we do like a ponytail or she wants braids or, you know, whatever, like regular thing. She's like, okay, I want you to make four small braids on the right side of my hair. And I'm like, okay. 
And then, and then I did that, like four tiny braids. And then she says, okay, and then split my hair in half. And then on the left side, I want to have a low ponytail by my ear, but I want to have four scrunchies, like in my, in the tail, like of the hair. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait, so half of your hair is out, like half of her hair is down, half of your hair is in a, <laughs> in a pigtail, like she has a half a pigtail, <laughs> one, one pigtail on the left side with a bunch of scrunchies, and then the other side... And then I, I do her hair, I help her, and I, and I so want to tell her, you look insane. <laughs> like, I just want to tell her, like, you look crazy. Like, this is crazy. Like, I'm all for crazy hairstyles, but can you at least, like, make it a little symmetrical? You know, do two pigtails and have them be wild with braids and whatever, or 15 scrunchies, but, like, half of your hair down and one pigtail at one ear. I was like... I don't know. I just in, in, instinctively, I'm like, this is cr-. like, you look, she looks crazy. <laughs> but I didn't say anything. Okay. I didn't say, I just did her hair, said nothing. And I'm just like smiling to myself, like this kid, she just knows what she wants. Like I, you know, and then she walks into the bathroom and she goes to the mirror and I hear her say, I love myself. <laughs> and I'm just like holding my hand to my heart thanking God I didn't say anything, right? How one single tiny comment from me, even just like nudging her, hey, how about we put another pigtail on the other side? You know, or how about we just make it a little, like even any interference from my end would have totally negated that whole like sense of joy and contentment and beauty that she felt about herself in that moment. Um, you know, any interference of mine would have ruined it completely. Like everything would have been, would have been for, yeah, would have been totally destroyed. And I'm so glad I didn't say anything. And she's just like, I love myself. You know, <laughs> and then she puts on her shoes and goes to school. Bye, mom. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know? And for every, I don't know, for every month that passes as she gets older and older and she get, becomes more self-aware and more aware of what, she looks like and, you know, what she's wearing and even, you know, one of these things like wanting her hair in a special way, like that's really new. I just increasingly understand the importance of me getting out of her way of just like the whole point of parenting is to, it's not to mold your kids, not to raise your kids, not to have your kids grow up in some image of yourself or have them learn to behave. Like the whole point of parenting is to create a safe space for our kids to blossom into who they are, already are, who they already are, who they always have been, who they're meant to be all on their own. And there's nothing I can, there's nothing I can add to her being to make it more magnificent than it already is. You know, my role here is to, is to keep her really safe right? To have her make sure she feels really held, that she belongs and just get out of her way, (laughs) really. (laughs) Get out of her little genius way. Yeah, man. Parenthood. Parenthood is a trip. It's a trip. It's the trippiest trip. And I've only ever parented one kiddo. So I, I mean, hats off to all of you who are doing this with two, with three, with four, holy moly, with five. I can't, I can't imagine and and beyond. I think it's so, it's remarkable. It's a really cool role to choose. Obviously, if you choose not to be a parent, that's badass and cool as well. You know, we all have our paths unfolding the way they're supposed to. And I'm just in this space right now where I am in awe of pregnancy, in awe of motherhood, of parenthood, of this bizarre, transformational, life-changing hard, difficult karmic journey that we choose. And no matter how hard it gets, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, (laughs) can't wait to sit here and tell you all about how hard it is to have two, because I know I'm going to get to that point. I'm sure I'm going to get there fairly quickly, because obviously this shit is not just rainbows and butterflies, but it's really, really hard and triggering and requires healing. And I actually thought today, I was like, hmm, wonder where I'll go with this podcast today. 
And I've had so many relational things unfold in the past weeks, really in the past two weeks, right at the end, where just stuff that hasn't been working has completely fallen apart. I've had people I thought would always be so supportive of me all of a sudden trigger me like crazy or say something really unkind. I've had family members cross my boundaries. I've had to set new boundaries. I've had to take some space from certain people. Like it's been a really emotional roller coaster around relating. And when I talk to friends and and people about this at the end of pregnancy, I really think there is something so spiritually purposeful about that. That the closer we get to bringing this baby earth side, the closer we get to birth, whatever isn't working is supposed to fall away. Whatever is false is supposed to disappear. Whatever isn't working needs to come to the surface. And I think having that emotional kind of turmoil right at 40, 41, 42 weeks of pregnancy, I think is so good, (laughs) like really hard, but really good. And in every way, everything that's happening now really prepares us for the next phase of the journey, which is which is being a parent again, <laughs> somehow. How the hell is that going to happen? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in with me today. I hope you are enjoying these little updates with me. It's really... <laughs> it's really what I can give at this time. I hope I'm not too out of breath for you. Thank you. I have a feeling I'll see you next week. And this little guy is still going to be kicking me in the ribs, but who knows? Nobody knows. If I give birth before next week's episode of the podcast, I have two pre-recorded shows, Ask Rachel shows for me to have a little bit of grace and a little bit of space. Um, But I'm already envisioning telling you all about the birth story and I haven't even given birth yet. I know it's going to be a really special one. So just thanks for being here with me for these really precious, precious weeks. Have a beautiful weekend, beautiful week, and uh, I'll see you next Friday. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.